I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man. This is Iron Mike Stedman, and you're listening to Confessions of a Native Son, a black veteran's perspectives on race, culture, and business. Man, I miss y'all. I know it's been a while since I released an episode. Typically, I try to release, release at least two episodes a month. But uh, it got away from me, y'all, and I want to apologize for that. I actually did record an episode, but I forgot to hit something on the software, and it didn't, it didn't capture my audio. So I was just talking into the mic by myself for about 30 minutes, and I unfortunately didn't have that episode to share with you all. But it's okay. I'm here now, and that all, and this is all that uh, matters. You know, I go, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my confession for today. And my confession is that I am on a deadline with my publisher for my first book, Black veteran entrepreneur. I talked to you all about it a few episodes ago about how initially I wanted to write Confessions of a Native Son, but just trying to go through this book writing process and things that are like top of my mind, I just felt like entrepreneurship was fresh on my mind. And I realized that one community that I know I can positively impact through the stuff that I've learned is the the Black veteran entrepreneurial community. So I've been cranking away on it and I have to turn in my first draft by uh, March 7th. So it's an exciting and a nervous time because I just feel like I have a lot going on. A lot of y'all out there following me, you know, I have a lot going on between Ironbound Boxing and Ironbound Media then also my personal life. So it's like, why the hell am I trying to write a book in the midst of all this? And so that's kind of what I want to riff on a little bit today. It's just kind of going through that book writing process. You know, for me, I am very influenced by the Jim Collins of the world and the Peter Druckers. And uh, I was talking to someone today about Richard Feynman, just how like all these, I don't want to call them prolific people, but, uh, you know, how people have just really impacted the world and people, you know, speak on their ideas and share their ideas through the written word. And so for me, you know, I just, there's, there's things I want to do and I want to accomplish in life, but a lot of them start with the first step. And particularly that's, you know, me being a published author. Um, so I needed to, to write something that I knew I was passionate about that I can get off and go through the writing process. And so I chose, you know, black veteran entrepreneurship and, you know, man, like even right, right now, right. I'm podcasting from my office at the Hoover institution in Stanford. I gotta make sure I say Hoover institution and like this entrepreneurial journey I've been on over the last few years has just taken me to places I would have never imagined and done things that I would have never imagined. You know, when I launched um, Ironbound Boxing, you know, for me, it was all about creating impact in the Newark community, helping black and brown youth. Right. And when I launched Ironbound Boxing's for profit arm, it was to allow me to be able to focus on Ironbound Boxing, you know, our nonprofit aspect full time by training clients in the New York City metro area. And when I think about those early days, man, it was really about me also kind of proving to myself that I could do this, that I could pull this off. And I just saw so many successful entrepreneurs that I was just like, you know, really wanted to be like um, and I looked up to and, you know, COVID just threw like a wrench in my whole vision for all things Ironbound. But I just kept pushing. I persevered and I launched a new business model. And, you know, the first year of doing Ironbound Media, creating podcasts and, you know, working with clients, et cetera, was really about proving to myself that like I could build a successful 
small business, right? Like I haven't done a startup, haven't raised a bunch of outside venture capital. I literally just bootstrapped this idea of creating a podcast for brands and I brought it to life. And like last year I validated, at least in my mind, that I'm a good entrepreneur. You know, it's like, I don't have everything figured out, but like, I would have never imagined, you know, four or five years ago that I could build a successful, you know, small business upwards of, you know, um, in six figures in revenue and uh, growing. So, you know, I just, I was able to do that last year. And so even though like I haven't, you know, raised a bunch of venture capital or been a, you know, started a, a, a unicorn company or sold a company or done anything like that, I do feel like I have something to contribute to the world and to contribute to other, you know, black veteran entrepreneurs like me. And so I'm pushing myself to write this book and just basically share, you know, what I've learned along the way through my relationships within like Bunker Labs and my business coach, Bill Watkins and the Lions Pride, and really just take some time to capture it and get it on paper and then have it there to kind of pass around and shop around. You know, the things that motivate me in life are not, um, I'm not really chasing monetary returns, right? Like when I even think about myself now, like why do I want to have more money? And to be honest, it's so that I can, um, continue to increase our impact with Ironbound Boxing on the nonprofit side and also continue to cut checks and invest in these kids with micro grants and invest in founders of color and veterans. You know, for me, it's all about lifting as I climb. And I know that's like a recurring theme in this podcast that I say over and over and over again. But for me, that's what fuels me, right? That's like what inspires me to get up and, and get after each day. And also, like, I'm drawn to doing work that I actually enjoy. So, like, everything I'm doing now with, like, Ironbound Media, I enjoy. I enjoy being able to help brands, you know, really think through how they can create content and use it to drive their marketing efforts and get their stories out. I love jumping on interviews and learning from, you know, other entrepreneurs within my network, um, I just love every aspect of the business I'm building. And it took me a while to get to that point because I think when we're starting out in business, um, we just don't, or not even just business, right? Even when we're like transitioning out of the military or we're trying to do something different, right? Do we really take time to be intentional and think about like how we want to spend our day? And are we just tying it to like money in the bank account? Is that a vanity metric, Right. Because there's a lot of people that make a lot of money that still aren't happy. And it like blows my mind when I see how much money some of these people are making and the fact that they still feel like they don't have that piece. Now, I don't make a lot of money, but I feel like I, I have a piece in a sense of like, I enjoy my days. And when you start losing people like we have in COVID, right, it forces this like existential crisis where we start to evaluate, you know, like what is the purpose of life and what are we hoping to accomplish and, and what is the meaning? And like I was even talking today with someone about it. But, you know, when we think about people that have survived the test of time, the names of people we still remember, like the James Baldwin's of the world or the Richard Wrights or the Ralph Ellison's or even, like I said, the Peter Druckers. Right. It's almost as if if you can capture your thoughts and ideas on some medium, whether it's a book or a podcast or a movement of some sort. Right. That's what people remember. You know, people don't really remember the guys that made like six figures, you know, working at, um, I don't know, some investment banking company or something. Right. And I know it's nice for us to think that like, oh, we're going to pass on, 
you know, our generational wealth to our family, you know, keep the legacy going. But honestly, man, I think the biggest impact you can pass on to people is like your thoughts and your ideas and let that just kind of create a movement within itself. And so, you know, that's why I'm so drawn to the written word and why I'm so drawn to podcasting. And it's like, I don't even know where this journey is going to take me, but I'm just confident that like I'm on the right path. And so, you know, that's why I've really been leaning into it. I will admit, though, man, it's been a challenge writing this book in the midst of basically running two ventures and having a personal life. And then you throw this thing in the mix. But it's like, there, there is there ever really like a right time to do something? You know, I know we always talk about like this work-life balance and, you know, productivity and this and that. But like anything I've ever done that has been like super fulfilling in my life, there was never like a right time for it, you know? Uh, when I left my job in 2018 to do, you know, to go full in on Ironbound, like it was not the perfect time. And so, you know, part of it is like having this like internal locus of control and saying to ourselves that like, hey, we can control the outcome of our lives and we can make a choice. And, you know, for me, it's like, man, I can't keep talking about writing a book and being an author without going through the process. So I'm like putting myself in the heat once again, and uh, now I'm just been cranking away at it, been cranking away at it. You know, I, I get up on uh, Saturday mornings and I go to a local coffee shop back in Newark, Blueprint Cafe, and I sit there and I crank it out, you know, for a couple hours and uh, work with my development editor back and forth. And uh, I'm even right now here at Stanford at the Hoover Institution, looking at my little corner office that they set up for us. I've been cranking it away out here um, as well. So, you know, I'm just on a hard push to get a first draft in uh, by March 7th, and I'm holding myself accountable to it. And I'll be honest with y'all, right? Like part of the the thing with like audacious goals is they're just fucking hard. There's like no way around it. Like I've even thought to myself of like, man, should I just quit and like, because it's, it's like when I'm thinking about writing a book and all the stuff I got to do, or sometimes I sit down and I write. And it's like nothing's just coming out and it makes me just kind of want to wave my hands in the air and just say I give up and quit. But I also know what it's like to like, you know, quit and you feel good for like a moment. You feel relieved. But then that pressure starts nagging at you and you start to lose um, confidence. And I'm even just thinking out loud. What's the guy's name? He has a poem called Roll the Dice, Charles Bukowski. And he says, if you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, like don't even start. And, you know, it's it's like from a, like a self-awareness perspective, it's like, how do you recognize when you are going the wrong direction? You know, you've got that like sunk cost fallacy, like you've put so much time in. And then on one aspect, you're like, if you're going to try, go all the way. But also recognizing that like there's more important things that you have to focus on right now. But for me, again, it's like part of it is like always trust in yourself. Like I know like. I might not always be able to articulate like what this book is going to allow me to do, but I know it's important and I know how to follow my gut instinct on things because it's gotten me to where I'm at today. And so trusting myself and saying, you know what, Mike, you've signed up for this, keep pushing and uh, let's get it done. And I want this first book to be a long line of books of where I'm pushing and creating content um, to share my ideas and to share my learnings with the rest of the world because that's what I'm drawn to, right? I'm drawn to thinking. I'm drawn to learning. 
and uh, pushing the envelope. Um, and the more I get exposed to like the opportunities that are out there in the world and different and interesting people, it opens up my mind to like what's possible. Um, and, you know, our stories are important, you know, and you never know who's watching. Like I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn, like they've called me or whatever. And like, I have no idea that they like see my content or see me posting stuff, but they're there and they're watching and they're lurking and they're like eating it up. And like, I'll jump on with like a classmate from the Naval Academy and we're chopping it up and they're talking about how much they love all the content I post or how much they listen to everything on the podcast. And so it's like, damn, maybe I do have like a small audience that I can impact. And so, you know, who knows where they're at in their own lives and their own journey, uh, whether they're starting a nonprofit or a, a, a for-profit small business or tech startup. And so, you know, having someone that they can go to and trust and learn from, you know, it's powerful. And when we succeed, guys like me, you know, it shows them what's possible. I'll tell you, like, uh, I, you know, I'm out the being out here at Hoover, right? It's just so beautiful, man. I can't believe how, like, nice and gorgeous this campus is. Like, I said it, like, multiple times today while I was walking around. I was just like, God dang, this place is nice, man. And, like, I'm going to grab coffee, and they gave us some some uh, RAs, research assistants, to help us on our projects. And, you know, I'm working on the Ironbound Courage Academy to bring our boxing program and our entrepreneurship program all under the same roof. And it's like 21st Century Boys and Girls Club model. So I'm walking my RA, Trent, and we're going to get coffee. And I'm just looking around. And again, people are just out here loving life, right? Just happy as hell, sun's glistening, right? Just beautiful. And like we're walking back and out front, the Hoover building where the, the Hoover Institute is located, right? Hoover Institution is located, correction. It is freaking beautiful, y'all. Like this office and these buildings are absolutely amazing. And like I'm I'm like coming like down the corridor on the sidewalk and I see the, you know, Hoover Institution sign out in front. And, you know, we walk in the building and I'm just walking in like, man, like this almost feels like home now. Right. Because I've been here for, you know, this is like my second time coming and I've been here like all week. And then we got like passes and it's like you're free to come and go as you please. And it's just so like enlightening, you know. And like I was saying on a previous episode of like, man, like on the outside looking in, you know, I have all these like stamps of approval or vettedness, you know, Naval Academy, Marine, Hoover Veteran Fellow. But deep down inside, like, it's not like you always feel like the most confident, right? You know, it's not like you always feel like, oh, am I living up to all these different things? Because guess what? Life is still hard. You know, this venture is still hard. Writing this book is still hard. And it's not like these titles and these badges make things like any easier because the reality of it is like, yeah, while it gives you access to strong networks, nobody's saving you. You know, like I'm the one sitting here in this corner office, cranking away, you know, working with my RA, trying to be creative about, you know, um, how we're going to bring this vision to life. I'm the one that's in here doing the work, cranking away, writing this book. And I think that's just such an important aspect of life is doing the work. Right. And it doesn't matter like what color your skin is or whatever, man. It's like you've got to do the work. And I think sometimes and I'm guilty of this. Like we get caught up on the idea of what this is going to allow us to do. Like, like in my mind, I keep thinking about like actually having a hard copy of a book that I'm able to hand to people or when I'm on my Zoom calls, record podcasts, you know, having this book behind me. 
But like the reality of it is to make that happen, it's like you got to sit your happy ass down and you've got to write and you've got to write and you've got to write. And there's no way skipping it. Like you just have to go through the process to get it done. And so, you know, again, as I continue to get older and learn more and more about like how the world works and how people are succeeding, you know, you have to learn how to how to do the work. And I think the key to it all is just being disciplined with how you approach your craft. Right. Whether it's writing, whether it's running your venture, creating proposals, et cetera. Right. There's like there's no skipping it. Um, and it's funny, too, because I've been talking to people about how, you know, when, you, when I was growing up in the South. Right. I always assumed that people that had, you know, millions of dollars that they somehow like didn't have to work anymore, that they just kind of sit on their pile of money and they travel and they go on vacation. They do all these amazing things. Right. But the people in my immediate network who are financially well off, right? I'm talking about millions of dollars in the bank account. They all work extremely hard. I don't know anyone that is like making millions of dollars and just kind of resting on their laurels. And so now that I know that, right, it's kind of shifted this perspective on like how I'm approaching life and also how I basically measure myself against others or, you know, see other people. Um, see how other people are basically living their lives, you know, because it's one thing to be envious of people and be like, oh, I would love to be like them. But then you have to ask yourself, like, are you wanting to do the work that they have to do? You know, are you willing to get up at three, four o'clock in the morning to take calls and meetings, et cetera? Are you willing to carry that risk and that burden of being responsible for, you know, millions of dollars in, um, you know, expenses and a team and people's livelihood, et cetera. Um, and so it's just so, it's so, how do I say? It just makes me just kind of look at things um, a lot different. So yeah, man, that's just what I wanted to riff on today. I want to riff on the fact that I'm writing this book, that it is a grind, um, that I miss y'all for, um, I miss y'all coming on this platform and just kind of chopping it up. And I'm pushing myself to do, you know, these monologues because these monologues are, like the ultimate expression of self for me, but they're really hard to do because I like, sometimes I'm like trying to catch the creative bug. Like I'm feeling it like, boom, man, I crushed that episode. That was a really good episode. But lately, like, because there's so much going on in my head, thoughts that are going on in my head, you know, a podcast can become another burden. And I've already do multiple shows, but they're a lot easier because I jump on and I host and I'm just kind of in my rhythm around entrepreneurship. But like when I'm doing Confessions of a Native Son, I feel like this is like, soul searching. You know, it really forces me to like step outside of myself um, to create this kind of content. And so, you know, being out here, out in Cali, I was just like, you know, let me just pull the microphone out, share my thoughts on, you know, me dealing with the struggle of writing this book and uh, keep y'all updated about what's going on. And uh, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And what I think I'm going to do too, I'm just going to keep recording episodes. So I need to do another episode like tomorrow get this flywheel going, get that momentum going and just get back in uh, the the mindset of creating um, content on this platform. And the other challenge with Confessions of a Native Son now is that the mental shift I have to take to go from the kind of content I create on some of my other platforms. Like, you know, I got Dog Whistle Brandon, which I launched um, last year, like in, December, in November for Ironbound Media to kind of raise awareness about how we think about marketing and branding. So when I'm on that, I'm on like my brand strategy coaching tip. When I'm on the transition, I'm on my like entrepreneurship tip, learning and growing. 
um, and asking, you know, questions about how people are launching their ventures, what they learn along the way, et cetera. But when I'm on Confessions of a Native Son, and when I originally launched this platform, this platform was built to allow me to express myself as a black man and share my thoughts and perceptions on the world through my lens, okay? But now that I'm so enthralled in this like entrepreneurship journey, right? My day-to-day has been very much focused on how do I move these ventures forward? And I've less involved in like thinking through, you know, like, I don't know, like, I'm not like, it's hard to go from like uh, thinking about like this go-to-market strategy and I want to jump on here and I want to talk about Huey Newton or I want to talk about like, you know, Malcolm X and James Baldwin. So that's one of the challenges I'm going through now. But what I am going to do, right, is I'm just going to commit to keep getting on here and keep recording this content. And if you guys, you know, enjoy it and appreciate, you know, my honesty and are willing to continue to listen to me, you know, let me know. And I will tell you, too, I was thinking about this concept, right? In business, there's this concept called building in public. So it's like I'm launching a company and instead of like building it from, you know, my apartment and not telling anybody about what I'm doing, building in public means like bringing people into the story, inviting people into the story, right, to see your your business grow, you know, so talking about the struggles that you're facing, you know, hiring talent or developing, you know, your marketing strategy, et cetera, and getting feedback from people openly. What I was thinking about before I went record, but I, before I press record on this podcast was I feel like I'm growing in public, you know? So if you go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes and listen to, you know, my thought process, you know, as of late, you know, um, it's just kind of growing. You're seeing me kind of elevate, you know, my thinking. And so it's pretty cool to kind of have this platform to kind of fall back on and uh, document this journey, man. So again, y'all are the reason I record and I appreciate y'all for sticking with me this long. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to, uh, you know, share my thoughts and perspectives with the world. So uh, I have one ask. If you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor and just shoot me a message on LinkedIn or via text. You know, my number is 832-284-1045. Shoot me a text. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what, you know, what's on your minds or what you actually enjoy the most about the show. And uh, I got to give a shout out to, you know, my organization, Ironbound Boxing. Y'all know what we're doing in the city of Newark, creating positive change in the lives of young black and brown youth right in the heart of the inner city. And also got to acknowledge Dope Coffee, man. I was writing about Mike today in my book, BVE. You know, Dope Coffee is changing the way we're uh, we're showing up in the coffee industry, giving us agency and giving us space. And it's been so amazing to be a part of growing that brand with uh, Mike and his team, you know, down in uh, Atlanta. And actually, they've relocated to the Winston-Salem area. So make sure y'all are heading over to realdope.coffee, purchasing some uh, dope coffee and showing Mike and the team some love. And uh, appreciate y'all, as always, for being part of this show. And until next time, peace, love, have a great rest of your week. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase our dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man.